See, George. See, I would agree George with actually. On that one. Wait a minute, Did George cuss. Stop. George <laughs> took a position on something. <laughs> what? And, and said that that was bullshit. Are that you... was total bullshit. Agreed. Wow. We've seen George upset. We can't. Hey, <laughs> all right. I didn't know what was a bigger oh, fucking word. miracle, Phil Liggett mentioning my name on the telecast today or Man. George getting pissed. <laughs> They're both Christmas miracles. <laughs> Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated. But there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, all fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find the best deals, and get you the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, my listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code STAGES, S-T-A-G-E-S, today. That's promo code STAGES for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, welcome back to the STAGES podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong, your host, one of your hosts, my other host here, J.B. Hager. And in the studio again today is... George Hincappy. I must admit, just right at the top of the show, that I'm a little off today because we had... This was the first day that we didn't watch the race live. You had a ride this morning. We had, yeah. But so it was cool. You should tell everybody what yeah, it was. It's, it's, well, I spoke about a little bit about it the other day when George came on. So my fiance Anna Hansen, has worked for an organization, a small Colorado-based cancer uh, charity. Gosh, she's probably started volunteering there she was a camp counselor she was then on the board the organization's called wapiapi they run camps in estes park for kids with cancer and their siblings and other family members um so it uh uh we do we for the last gosh probably five or six years we've done a big fundraiser uh for wapiapi here at the house it's a ride in the morning and then a big blowout bash fun dinner at night so today was the ride we had to start the ride early but i dvr'd the race and uh um, I would have got back quicker, but on the climb, George was hurting a little bit, so I had, he asked me to back. He asked me to back off. Which well, I was entertaining your uh, guest for the fundraiser tonight, yeah. l- late last night. So uh, that's George I was went hurting. to bed about two, right? Yeah, you got run over be- by a little bit before two. Yeah, a little. Yeah, I was in bed before that. But hey, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, fairly uneventful. I mean, what we talked about yesterday, what could happen. Technical issues, mechanical issues, flats, crashes, uh, didn't happen. Looked like we were going to see some crashes. Um, the one thing that, I guess, for me, the the highlight of the whole thing in, in watching the replay was that start-finish venue. 
That like, was cool. I mean, we got to talk about the race, but, have they, but have, that have you setting, seen him do anything like that before? I never have. No, never, not in, in the, the tour. Stadium. I that think, was cool. I think they may be onto something. I, I uh, that was that was uh, that that environment in in the state. Is that the velodrome or is it what is that? Is it velodrome or soccer stadium? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think it was the velodrome. No, I'm but not sure what it was. That was cool. Yeah, if you didn't see it, they they rolled out the start and the finish of this short time trial in a stadium with big announcements, big hype, which probably added to the nerves of a kid like uh, Bardet today. And that was the story to watch. That it, got exciting. It can go either way. I think if you're on that start ramp and you hear the you know your clearly the 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 people that were there all on your side, that intensity. Most people, I would hope, would feed off that. Now yeah. he. He didn't have a good day, and in fact, I guess if there is a headline or a storyline uh, of today is while the entire country wanted him to win the tour, and he was sort of right there in second, he's now maybe going to finish off the podium. I mean, he's, he's one second up. Theoretically, nothing changes in Paris, but one second is one second. Mikel Landa, which would be the second Team Sky rider to, to finish on the podium uh, for this year, I don't think we expected that. Bardet is. George, have, uh, was he, the position looked fine. His his, yeah, his, his I, equipment looked fine. He just didn't. I think it was just, uh, yeah, like you guys said, the nerves. I mean, he was definitely running those corners way too hot, uh, losing some momentum in and out of the corners. I just think uh, he was uh, not on his uh, top of his game today. No. Lance, That's you remember um, a few years, I don't remember how many years ago, but Vina Kruoff was like, Two seconds out of fourth or fifth, with uh, uh, ahead of uh, behind, right behind Levi Leifheimer. Same sort of situation last day. Obviously, Vinokurov was a, was a pretty good sprinter and very powerful, but uh, it made it for a very stressful last stage, and it was also raining. So, well, that's well, I don't know what the forecast is for Paris. We, I, I can look it up, but if, if uh, I don't think Amico Landa is going to be thi- very, very difficult unless. I agree. Everybody just got out of the way and said, "You guys sprint for yeah. it." Which, now that the green jersey is sewed up, why don't we just call off the competition or the, the intermediate sprints for the green jersey? You guys get out of the way and uh, let these guys sprint. Well, <laughs> what the, he's going to put up the, he'll put his whole team on the land as wheel if he goes for it, and they'll I'm sure Nason and all second. these guys will be all go around him. Is there a time bonus finishing tomorrow? There's a bonus at the finish, but then the intermediate sprints has three, two, one. Isn't that right? Well, it did. I don't know if they if it does anymore. Maybe they actually. don't. Yeah. So the, shit. The, the yeah. thing the thing to watch tomorrow is going to be Landa, is it not? Yeah, but it's it's very it's, very unlikely. It's unlikely. It, it's it's a long shot. Yep. Okay. But it'll create some nerves for sure. For um, uh, I want to talk about Bardet because he's a big story of this year's tour, and. You know, what does he do? Well, it's one, it's got to suck to do a time trial where the clock is ticking down on you as opposed to reeling somebody in. It's got to be much more fun to be the guy reeling them in as the one where the clock is just down, tick, 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 to where he only has one second of buffer left. Right. That's a horrible thing. But what's a, I think it'd be cool to get the opinion of, of you, Lance and, and George, on the future with this guy, Bardet. Yeah. <sighs> Look, the future, we saw, first of all, he looks like he's 12. I know. And maybe <laughs> we can look it up, but I don't know exactly how old he is. But seemingly he has he has years to develop. We saw it today. He has to develop his time trial skills. Right. 
And I don't think it's a position issue or a technical issue. I think he just doesn't have the power uh, to time trial like that. So he has to develop that. They gave him a route that was perfect for him this mm-hmm. year. And so they won't do that two years in a row. Yeah. You, you watch. Next year, the, come October when they announce the route, uh, it, it'll be, it won't be custom made for him, I, mm-hmm. I don't think. And so he's going to have to address the TT stuff. It can ha- Guys, figure it out. You know, they, they that can, was my next question. Can a rider like Bardet improve his time trialing that much? In a year's time, well, he he can imp- he's never he's never going to time trial like Chris Froome, but he, he doesn't necessarily have to. All the while, while he he gets stronger in the TTs, he still can get stronger in the mountains. So he if he can steal a minute or two in the high mountains, then it, then then all he wants to do in the time trial is hang on, mm-hmm. which is what he was doing today. Except he didn't. He thought he was hanging on for third. But he damn near lost that. Mm-hmm. They, they came out. They came out. I think this year. I mean, how close it was the whole time. I think they're they're, they're coming out with more hope than they had last year. I mean, it's closer. They're they're closing the gap to Froome. He's not as dominant as he was. Um, so even though there wasn't much changes this last week, I think it was still really exciting. Um, and they they fought it out to, to the end. Can we talk about? And I've I've I put a some questions out there to try to figure it out. But the fact that Chris Froome, we talked about this little hill in the middle, we call it the schnock. Mm-hmm. He goes up in the bars. I mean, I want to know what the cog was on the back. And we had he had those... those. It was 9%, right? right and he, he stayed down in it, the bars. It had to be that 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 small pizza again, because he, yeah. he was spinning We can probably, such a we high can probably text Bobby Julek right now. He'll, he'll know. I mean, that was impressive. Everybody else you saw... Bigger gear, out of the saddle, fighting it. Homeboy stays in the bars. By the way, zero aerodynamic advantage or reason to do that aerodynamically. Yeah, he almost, just, almost. Uh, I would almost think it's a disadvantage. You're not getting all the as much oxygen. You wouldn't think. And if you're bar, bar, you're, you're on the bars. That was like he, that was it was like clockwork. Uh, everybody asks about Chris Froome and his position, and we saw it again today. He's always got his head down. Somebody, in fact, a friend sent me a, a whole link. Someone just said, "It's Chris Froome loves the stem. He's always looking right down." So the theory that I've heard on that, and, and this comes from somebody that knows what they're talking about, uh, is that, and if you think about it, right, if you're if you're in a, a standard cycling position and you're looking ahead, your windpipe, your throat, everything, to me. And, I, and I've kind of played around with this, and I, I may be making it up and feeling like it works. But when you're looking straight ahead, your windpipe is a little kinked. Whereas if you look straight down and you keep that windpipe completely straight, it's it's unkinked. And so there is this theory that that he is just basically using that to take these massive gulps of air. I mean... It seems odd. George is it's, laughing. It seems odd to me. Definitely. Go out and try it tomorrow. I tried. When I your ass was it. getting dropped today, you should have. I'm not getting any left. oxygen here anyway because we're at eight thousand feet. And, uh, I'm, no, but, I'm but suffering is, as it is. I don't know why you would. By the way, I mean, why would you look down? It might be something that we see a lot of people trying to replicate. I mean, so, wait, so basically now Lance has created. Everybody's going to be crashing now in the peloton. Everybody's going to be looking, looking down all the time, and there's going to be more, like ten times more well, crashes. Some, and then there, someone's going to invent a way to have mirrors below your eyes, so you can literally <laughs> that's keep already, your head down. That's, that's already been done. That's been done, that's and been it was done. a fad and in and out. Uh, yeah, that just went away. 
Well, there's definitely certainly aerodynamic advantages for having your head down, um, depending on your body type. But that was a lot of people were doing that, um, have been doing that over the, the years. His head down was the fastest, so they put their head down as long as. If you watch Dave Zabriskie in the time trial, he would do that all the time. You I, know, I tried not to watch him in time trials. A couple things, uh, something George brought up that you may or may not have noticed today, is you get to this point in the tour, and a lot of guys we're mailing it in today they're like they need right. fresh legs for tomorrow they're so far behind are they literally just soft pedaling through the whole tt you got you can't soft pedal because you don't want to miss the time cut but you i mean a lot of the guys are going 70 percent. a lot of the guys i mean they know they had no no chance in the time trial and they probably have no chance tomorrow either so their race is essentially over so i'm sure they kicked back a few beers or wine last night in uh ice cream i didn't realize cream. there's a time cut on the time trial <clears throat> Yeah, but yep. it'd be you'd be you'd have to stop for a coffee probably to, okay. to miss the time. All right, and I just checked the weather in Paris tomorrow, so it's calling for there's rain coming early next week, but tomorrow looks uh, it's just overcast. But overcast in in the north of France, you never know. So it, it, not to try to build drama where there shouldn't be drama, but if you're Bardet and and it's one second, I, he's thinking about it. He he doesn't want to lose that podium spot. No, he just no. we've got someone else to watch who needs to stay in the front and stay out of trouble. Yep. Not right. only not only that, but I mean the race is is so fast. The last lap of the on the Shams, I mean, easily can split up, no problem. Cool. We got any questions today? We do. Uh, and, and in fact, there's a little bit of drama stirred up over the uh, most combative rider. A lot of people think that, and somebody wrote to us a Belgian, Patrick Tom, Thomas De Hint. Right, but it looks like it's going to go to Bargill. Are you shitting me? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Okay? I read on the internet this morning, and it, I had to like check my eyes, go, go walk around the room, come back and read it again. He's been in a breakaway or off the front of, the, of this Tour de France. You ready? 1,000 kilometers. Jeez. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> there, there's only one guy that's going to get the red number. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Bargill has the he's got his podium. No, no. A thousand kilometers off the front? No. <sighs> okay, you just lodge a protest? Shit. The, the, apparently the all of Belgium's pretty upset, like you are. Oh. No. It, 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 the fact that we're even talking about it's pissing me <laughs> off. Are, I you know, I I overheard two stage wins, a polka dot jersey. He's got his love. Because didn't got, they didn't they no. already award that last night? I don't know. Thomas DeHaan. I don't give a what anybody says. He's the most combat. A thousand kilometers. That's fuck. That's a quarter of the race. <laughs> so the more, uh, that's more than a quarter of the race. Pa this is from Patrick in Belgium. Uh, the public vote went to uh, DeGent, and then the jury awarded it to Bargill. Ooh, who makes the wait a second? The, jury, so that's, that's the, jury. the same jury that booted out. Wait, no, 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 no. that's a different jury. Have they already decided this? That, I believe so. I don't think the UCI. Um, no, it's not the UCI. It's, it's, uh, that's, it's usually that's, the, that's ASO. It's usually the media or yeah, the organizers. It's no. It, I, my understanding is it's already a done deal. Well, that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> that's some bullshit. If that's that. See George. See I would agree George with actually. On that one. Wait a minute, Did George Cuss. <laughs> Stop. George <laughs> took a position on something what? And, and said that that was bullshit. Are that you... was total bullshit. Agreed. Wow. We've seen George upset. We can't. Hey, <laughs> all right. 
I didn't know what was a bigger oh, fucking word. miracle: Phil Liggett mentioning my name on the podcast on the telecast today, or yeah. George getting pissed. <laughs> They're both Christmas miracles. <laughs> All right, I I got a tea time. I know, I know, I know. Uh, let's see. Glenn Rice. Yeah, my my buddy took a bunch of money from him yesterday, so he needs to try to get oh, it back I'm today. Get it back. <laughs> Let me get some questions out here real quick. I love all the people checking in. Enjoy, uh, Broward writes, I'm joining the pod from Singapore. Right on. What are, uh, let's see. Osvaldo, is, <laughs> is Taylor Finney the guy riding laps outside your uh, Airstream? That was yesterday. <laughs> that would be very talented of him if he indeed is doing No. No? No. Uh, people want the recipe for the Lancerita. Uh, Do you have a secret I, ingredient I in your lancerita? I can, I can post it up on the Instagram or something. Patron Silver, Cointreau, fresh limes, and Topo Chico, or some other form of very strong bubbly water. Could be Perrier. Patron's a big supporter tonight also, right? That's right. Patron, is, to... do- Patron is, is donating all the tequila tonight, and Randy Lewis, an old dear friend of mine, is donating yep. all the wine, and, and he's here as well. Love Randy Lewis. I'm going to have to get a nap after this podcast and get ready for tonight. Okay. Uh, people are asking, what's it like? Is it different to ride on the, on the Champs-Élysées on that last day? Is the thing it a about different the, vibe? The thing about the Champs-Élysées, and George can chime in here, uh, is it's not easy. Like, you think, oh, it's, it's easy in the sense that it's the last day and typically nothing happens. But as you leave or you go through the start-finish line and you go up towards the Arc de Triomphe, the, it's really a false flat, and it's cobbled. And they're not Belgian cobbles or Paris-Roubaix cobbles, but, you know, it's, it's rough. And so uh, it's, it's a slight climb up to the, to the Arc de Triomphe, and then you turn around just like, a, just like a hot dog turn. I mean, you literally just turn right around. And so if you're 70 back, you're on the brakes going around the hot dog turn, right, the, the U-turn, and those boys in the front are already going – 40 miles an hour mm-hmm. downhill. Yeah, so that shit gets, out of that gets super strung out. And it it's gets just a, a real rubber band effect. And it's super, uh, it's super, it's not a smooth road, even yeah. when not on the cobbles, the, the road surface is terrible. Yep. And if it were to rain, we know what happens when cobblestones get wet. Yep. Just get your ice skates out. It's okay. crazy. All right. Which but if it were to rain, they, uh, they would, they'll probably neutralize. There won't be any time. Um, usually they'll neutralize the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, one last question. Lisa writes, and she obviously is aware that you're here, George. Obviously, you're here doing this for the last three weeks, Lance. Casey's in town. She wants to know if you guys get a little competitive out there on training on fun rides, testing each other a little bit. Well, JB, it's actually funny you mentioned that. Um, usually <laughs> we do get competitive, but last night I was entertaining all of Lance's friends, and uh, they, they pulled up our Strava account. Which I was very surprised to see that I have double the climbing meters of Lance. He's got 82,000 <laughs> meters year to date. I have 150,000 yeah. meters year to date. Yeah, well, some of us, you know, d- don't pretend to be professionals anymore. I know I'm not a pro. Uh, so some of okay. us are not training to win. Mr. Uh, what race are we doing next? So when we did the 24-hour race, if what was her name, Lisa? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you... It would actually be fun to put out at one point, but the group text we had a we had a twenty four hour the twenty four hours of old Pueblo group text. So me, George, Dylan, and Christian. If you could have seen the amount of shit talking going on, videos, photos, uh, training files, uh, just trash talk, it was 
priceless. And who was the first one that said, no, nah, I'm not interested? And all three of you guys were like, we're in, we're in, we're in. So I had you guys suckered me into doing it. It was no, fun. I'd probably do it again. But initially, I was not interested in racing. See, I will never do it again. Sorry. Todd <laughs> Sadal, I know you might be listening, but uh, you know I'm going to do the events that start at 10 a.m. and finish at like 3 p.m. So I, I love my sleep. Yeah. I'm still yeah. scarred from you waking up at 3 in the morning with your tidy whities and compression socks on. <laughs> Where we're at, we're, I'm, I'm getting back in this baby. <laughs> afro all up. I mean, it was it was scarring. I, I really just, just you want to talk about an afro? Seriously, go, folks, go just Google George from the late '80s, early '90s. You will see an afro. All right, thanks all right. for tuning in. Let, tomorrow will be interesting, in, just in the sense that I think I don't think anything happens in this race. There's probably some sprinters that they're not. Probably there are sprinters that haven't won a stage. Right? Who's your pick tomorrow? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just really do something crazy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Buhani. I got Gripel. Yeah, it's it's one of the two. Yeah. But but you take Gripel. I take Buhani. Um, but I think tomorrow we can actually we sh we can just talk about what the three weeks has been like and and obviously talk about the day. But George has Gripel. I got Buhani. We shall see. And it's our last show tomorrow. It's our last show. 49-week vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, hit up the We Do shop, W-E-D-U shop.com. 10% goes to World Bicycle Relief. Uh, more info on that at worldbicyclerelief.org. Keep those. Tomorrow's the last day to get your questions and comments and stages at wedosport.com, W-E-D-U sport. Keep in mind, all these Facebook Live videos are um, put on YouTube. So if you aren't catching it live, if you want to go back and revisit some, uh, you can dig them up on the We Do YouTube page. So I just got uh, confirmation on Chris Froome's gearing today. So uh, from, from a friend of mine who would know, uh, front chain rings, 56.38. Rear chain rings, 32.11. Huh, 32. So wow. he, had the, he had that pizza on. Yeah. Had the, the small pepperoni from Papa John's. <laughs> And if yeah. you didn't catch it Which, earlier in the podcast, you guys wouldn't have been caught dead with that. Oh, I'm mechanics, but yeah. Uh, these, these, yeah. we had to beg for a 27 back in the day. All right. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>